0: To 53342, New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 8 Hope ny or text Hope and Y 467369.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6 1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
2: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke
4: Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray. and I'm joined by my brother. He's back, ladies and gentlemen, our guy, Nando Vila. What's going on, bro? I'm
3: oh, Just fe- feeling good. Just got off the slopes in Park City, Utah, you know, Vinnie Chase and the boys. Uh, we were hanging out, you know, having some drinks, yelling at Harvey Weinstein. It was great.
4: That's that is awesome. Um, Nando just came back from Sundance Film Festival. He's a big he's a big shot Hollywood producer, so he has yeah. to go hobnob over there in Sundance. I'm actually going to Salt Lake City, which obviously nice. is in Park City, but I'm going to Salt Lake City for the NBA All-Star Game in a Shit. few weeks. My first time ever in Salt Lake City, my first time ever traveling for an NBA All-Star game. Uh, the only All-Stars that I've experienced were New York and L.A., but I lived in those cities at the time that the events were yeah. being hosted there. And so this will be my first time traveling for work and all of that for All-Star. Um, so we should nice. be having a good time. Uh, today's show, we're going to get into all of the stuff, all of the hobnobbing, the celebs that Nando ran into and all of that stuff in Park City. Also... You guys should be excited to know Nando just launched a brand new podcast project called Shoot the Messenger. Uh, We're going to get into what that's about. It's super fascinating in the world of geopolitics and tech and all of those crazy things. But first, Nando, I I just wanted to talk about this Joe Biden classified documents thing. Because you'll remember, you know, it was discovered that Trump was hoarding a whole cache of documents at Mar-a-Lago. It was this big deal. Like, how could you yeah. not give up your documents after leaving the White House? And this is going to be why, the how the Dems get him to not run in 2024. And it's just an atrocity. These are state secrets. You're supposed to be handling them so meticulously. And it's going to be, oh, Trump is just, he's just bad yeah. for doing this. This is horrible lo and behold nando um it comes out (laughs) brandon
3: brandon had the secret (laughs) documents
4: brandon also kept his secret documents from his tenure during the obama presidency his tenure as vice president they searched mike pence found some documents on him so this feels like I, i would have a hard time believing barry did this Because he's such a stickler for the freaking rules and he's so like meticulous about keeping his nose clean on this kind of thing. Like, you're not gonna get me on a technicality kind of thing. So, I would be shocked if Barry had it, but the idea that Biden and Pence and especially Trump would be doing this doesn't surprise me at all. What, like, what came to your mind when you see this story unfolding this
1: way?
3: It was just like, it was, it's the perfect kind of story because. You know, the Dems, when (laughs) Trump did something like this, like, you know, you you can hear the Barry voice going like, look, this is not who we are. You know, (laughs) know, it turns out exactly who you are. (laughs) And like the Trump thing, was way overblown at the time just because like everything with trump is that it's a kind of a a, a cycle with the uh, trump stories of like oh my god this is it this is dangerous donnie he's going to prison this time folks you know he really crossed the line this time and then look it turns out like no it wasn't that big of a deal and nothing really happened and you know the 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 sort of thing that came to mind was like this just goes to show just a obviously the liberal hypocrisy, which is you know nothing new and abundant and never ending. We love to, yeah, we love it, folks. Um, and um, the the and, but the other thing is that like the 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 amount of classified documents has exploded since 9-11. 9-11. Like pre nine eleven, the if it was like a classified document, there's a good chance it was actually like you know some secret shit, you know, right <laughs> and but since 9-11, they basically, like, have expanded the top secret thing and the, the classified thing to just include, like, all kinds of shit, you know? So it's not just – just because something is classified doesn't mean it actually is sensitive information or, like, you know, right. the, the whereabouts of some fucking spy undercover in wherever. You know what in I mean? Saudi like, that's Arabia not, or Iran yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah. It's not like that. So – they must, they must keep these papers for whatever fucking bullshit reason. Like, I don't really know what it is, but it's not like it's a big deal. It wasn't a big deal when Trump did it. You know, I remember thinking like, what if he gave away the nuclear football and all that stuff? And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, just, just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, l-
2: I
4: love your, I love your uh, limited impersonation of stock liberal person. Yeah, I, I love Can that idea. Um, yeah. And, you know what you just said is is beautiful um in that like people don't even think about what might or might not be considered to be classified again and i will say this a million times it's my opinion that stuff like top gun and the born identity series and all of that is deep state propaganda these motherfuckers yeah. ain't that smart. They're not. They can't fight this well. They're not no. this competent. They want us to think that they're the, just on the cutting edge of everything. I refuse to believe that, right? But when you watch,
3: dude, they, they all think they have fucking Havana syndrome. Exactly. <laughs> like you, I fucking know Jason Bourne having fucking Havana yeah. syndrome. It's you know, gonna like not
4: happen, not gonna yeah. happen, right? Um, and so. When we watch media, because that's all we can go off of is like entertainment media based on the deep state and based on the idea of what um, information of reaches a certain classification. Right. Like they always pump, pump, pump it up about like it's like 24 type shit, essentially. Right. Which makes me think like it's nothing like that at all. But, you know, I think that a conversation that we're not going to be having is like. As Americans, we're not going to have a conversation about government secrets. Do we need them? Why do we need them to this extent? Who's being served by this apparatus ultimately? Um, How about if we... I was talking to John on um, TYT the other day. If Americans mass decided, we want to know everything, it couldn't even happen.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just it, another way in which we don't live in a democracy, right?
4: Exactly. It literally could not happen if you go back and read the origins of the yeah, CIA. If three hundred million
3: Americans decided, yeah, if
4: literally if all of us were like, "Fuck that, yeah. we're done with classification. Just let us know. Give us all the Kennedy shit, UFOs, alien shit, yeah, <laughs> we everything. We want to know every single atrocity the CIA has ever committed. You know, uh D, whatever. You name it. Bring it out. We we're all we're all in one accord on this. We don't care about what it means for our national security. We're taking our future into our own hands. Let this stuff go. Couldn't happen. It literally could we couldn't do it. You know, and nobody even talks about that part. That's the part that, like, we just take a lot of this crazy shit for granted that we have this massive secret state.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're just used to it. Like it is just like, I mean, you know, you like you said, you said perfectly that if everyone decided to do it, it, you know, they wouldn't let us. The idea, just the very presence of it, the very presence of a secret intelligence service of which the budget of it is secret, for example. Um, Bro, of which,
4: unlimited budget, unlimited resources and no accountability.
3: What could go wrong, Nando? That, but that's just, <laughs> that's just fundamentally add on to the democ- with democracy, right? Like, it's just like, we have to just like admit that, that we just don't live in a democracy, right? We yeah. just don't. Like if the presence of these intelligence services are fundamentally the proof. You don't need any, you don't need further proof, right? Um, like when, when the whole uh, Snowden thing was going down, I remember I used to have tons of fight with people because I was a big supporter of Ed Snowden. Me still, too. Am big, Me big, too. still am a Me big still am a big supporter. Of Ed I thought Snowden that was that the
4: piece. greatest revelation like of my life. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. Like, I mean, he'll like, you know, hundreds of years from now, like he'll be canonized as a saint and whatever. like all these like fucking libs who are like you know, shut up. Um the I would have an arguments with people and they were like, well if you have nothing to hide, you know, like why the fuck you worried about? Crazy. And I'm like, dude, that is so insane. First of all, like, they get people all the time for shit that's not. Hold on, you know, First, illegal. You know why
4: this? You know why that's stupid? Because it assumes that the only person that would want to do it are bene- benevolent law enforcement. Let's just say you worked for I don't know, J P Morgan Chase, and they were committing some massive fraud. You don't think they could buy your shit? You don't think yeah. your shit is for sale, bro. It's sitting somewhere on some server, every single phone call, every single time you whacked off, every single thing that you've ever done, Dude. sitting on some server in Utah somewhere. You don't think JP Morgan – let's just say that you wanted to go, go to war against JP Morgan. You, individual. You didn't break no laws. You want to take them down. What Like, what are you talking about? <laughs>
3: You know, like, well, it was revealed that, you know, people like Angela Merkel and Lula were under surveillance. Uh, you know, like, what were they doing? Like, were, did the U.S. consider them criminals? Like, no, uh, they were spying on them for other reasons. You know, like they weren't worried about their fucking national security but, like because is, of like what Angela Merkel's going to do.
4: If the government has the capability, so does private business. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is, bro. Like these people, like the government is these folks lackeys. So, like, the money interest, like, you keep thinking, like, well, these politicians who we hold accountable and blah, 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 blah. Bro, if the money gets gets involved in this and they want to use it for nefarious reasons, you're done. You are done. The fact that it exists as an idea, as a program at all, unchecked in the way that they just log all of our shit and just keep it for safekeeping. And people think like, oh, well, if I never do nothing wrong, then who can like that's that's insane. like and you know, of, of course, like the Snowden thing makes you so hopeless because it's like it's all there. <laughs> all yeah. his leaks, all the information he gave, he was like, yo, we're getting fucked this stuff and doing just is the reaction
3: to him, the reaction to him was what like really made me lose hope, right? you yeah. know, like it was like, man you know they they're focusing on him he's the bad guy all of a sudden and it's like oh my god like w- look what we just discovered like <laughs> like you're focused on this fucking guy you know like it, it was just so distressing and still is i mean the fact that he's still having to live in exile in russia of all places especially these and, days like
4: and the it's fucking... and it's right his act didn't even have any freaking uh effects on these folks i think no. you know i think the government has gotten a little bit they become more conscious of information gathering from the tech giants. Right. And so they're just like, all right, I mean, some of this shit is a little egregious and they try to get involved with the, you know, all of the, the, the companies following your browser around the internet and collecting info and all of that shit. But, you know, and then also it turns out that none of that shit even matters for ad sales. It's just like, all you got to do is like get a list of the people who buy shit online and just keep selling stuff to them. <laughs> like none of their demographic information, yeah. none of this other stuff yeah. matters. This, you just this is where work. they click,
3: this, where they this, click.
4: Just did they buy something? Okay, yeah, let's yeah. sell stuff to them. Um, but yeah, and then it's like the, the, the deep state stuff gets me, especially as it, the way it's presented in the media. Um, especially mainstream media, when you just think about the invention of the CIA, which comes out of the OSS um, in World War II, which was our rinky-dink intelligence gathering operation from, from World War II, which, you know, I remember I read this book about the CIA's origin, and it was just like, yo, these guys were fucking pathetic. Like, because America was so new on the world stage, it's like mattering as a world power... Their spy agency was like three years old, and like Great Britain's and Russia's were like hundreds of years old. Like these people had developed, been developing spy craft for hundreds of years when we started our shit, and so we were just painfully inept. All kinds of atrocities committed by these schmucks, and then you know, like the whatever. That's one part of it. But what's most important is like we didn't take a vote on this shit. I mean, collectively as a country, our betters, our leaders, our masters decided unilaterally that we now have a secret government. And it just was, period.
3: Yeah. I, you know, I always say that to understand American politics and to understand, you know, the really the failure of American democracy, you have to understand the 1970s, because in the 1970s is when we discovered most of what the CIA was up to. Um, with something called the Church Committee, thanks to a journalist named uh, um, Seymour Hirsch, who basically exposed a lot of what the CIA was up to. Like one of the great investigative journalists ever, he broke the milai massacre. He broke, you know, tons of stories in the seventies. Um, he he broke a series of stories on MKUltra. You know, the CIA was like literally using LSD to create fucking, you know, Manchurian assassins and to like white people's memory and shit. Um, and they had something called the Church Committee, which was a congressional investigation into the CIA. And there was genuine outrage and genuinely a moment of, like, that maybe they were, like, there was legit, like, n- mainstream liberals were talking about maybe, like, abolishing the CIA. Like, this was a main relatively mainstream position. It wasn't the fucking bearded guy on the corner going, man, it's the
2: CIA, man. You know, like, it
3: was, It's like, it was, like, a, a, a pretty normie lib position was like no we should maybe dismantle this thing it's kind of gotten out of hand and like so many things in america like they got close and then there was the sort of right-wing reaction and reaganism and all of that due to the failures of the libs and all that good stuff like all you know that jimmy carter and all that shit but like once reagan got in there it was over it was like you know guys we're just gonna move on we're just not gonna think about it it was like almost like the country kind of self.
2: Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. Box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order.
3: Went to sleep or, 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 or turned into children. Like, you know, like we want this like sunny... You know, like let's just like think about happy things and not have to like confront the nasty things. But there was a moment when that was a when that was a,
0: a possibility. They,
4: they they almost got man, they almost they almost got ended for 9-11 too, because people just blamed everything on them. Um, and yeah. people, and they were legitimately talking about like slashing CIA budgets and all of that shit because everybody was just like, "This is your like, this is your job. This is your yeah. one job. In one job. This yeah. is your
3: one bunch fucking of fucking job, guys, bro. bunch of fucking mountain folk from fucking bro. the middle of nowhere were able to bro. fucking trick you. You bro. know, and so, they, they
4: weaselled and squirmed their way out of nine eleven, but like they almost got disbanded for that because it was such a colossal fuck up and it just didn't happen. But yeah, we say all of this to say that we can't even have an honest conversation about what these materials are um, that Joe Biden and Donald Trump, like nobody, like they can't even tell, like they can't tell us. Like there's no way to compare to be like, well, this would would be hilarious
3: if it was just like, you know, innocuous like you know, funny shit, you know, like I uh, was
4: I was I was saying what if it's like um the White House's gumbo recipe? Yeah,
2: you know, like, like you know
3: Brandon just like really liked the gumbo, you know, just, like, wanted to keep it,
2: you know? Like,
3: <laughs> Brandon just like, you know what John has the best gumbo I've ever had in my life. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, but, you yeah. know, again, there's no way to know It's not as if anybody's going to come out and be like This is exactly what Trump had in his possession This is what Pence had, this is what Biden had It's all classified and So everybody can play the game I'm just like, please, I, I wasn't even that serious What I had, everybody can play that game so the libs yeah. might come out, because Pelosi's even trying to float it out there like, well, there's a difference between hoarding it and giving the FBI a hard time and a guy who just complied and blah, 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 and this, this and that. Um, and it like trying to make like some kind of classification between the two. It's like, bro, you can't even tell us what's in there. Yeah. So Trump can say whatever he wants about what he hoarded, and so can Biden, so can Bet- Pence, on and on and on. And so that's why I'm over this This has an idea that it's an issue.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Anyway, uh, we move on from the deep state of America to the deep state in the Middle East, man. I feel like these guys are actually scarier than the CIA, even though they're not as well funded. They're way, way savvier, way better um, and way more ruthless. (laughs) Um, Talk to us about your new podcast, Nando.
3: Yeah, man, it's called uh, Shoot the Messenger. We've been working on it, like, with a, a team for for about two years now. Um, long investigation. I work with my colleague Rose Reed, um, and the you know this these this batch of episodes deals with uh, a bit of technology called Pegasus spyware, and it comes from an Israeli group uh, company called NSO Group, a legit you know not like a cartel or anything like that. It's a it's a legit kind of company that that is legal and and all that stuff. And what they do is like they nominally work with um, governments to use this technology to fight crime or terrorism, right? That's the official kind of pitch is that a government can hire them for, you know, a few thousand bucks. They can basically hack into anyone's phone and do whatever the fuck they want with that phone. They can turn on the microphone and hear what you're saying, you know, in private, even if your phone is off, they can turn on the camera and look at whatever you're doing, even when you're, you don't have the camera on. They can see all your keystrokes, see all of your browser, like everything. You know, they they just have every full access and control. More importantly, of your phone, right? It's the most sophisticated spyware there is. And you know, you, you think like, oh, okay, well, whatever. They they're just fighting terrorists. Well, it <laughs> turns out that the Jamal Khashoggi uh, murder uh, at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Um, subsequent investigations have revealed that. Basically, like a bunch of his cohort, including his wife and including his best friend, all had Pegasus on their phones. Um, there was this was discovered later by a, a company called Citizen Lab, which is a um, kind of a nonprofit uh, citizens advocacy group for digital privacy and things like that. So they have like these forensic experts that can look into your phone and see what what's been on it. And it turns out that yeah, Jamal Khashoggi's inner circle was being spied on by the Gulf states and and that's how they knew like all of his movements like what he was up to you know where he was at any given moment um you know his communication with his with his loved ones and all that stuff it's just an incredibly distressing thing and then you know in our reporting just like a ton of journalists and activists like you know people who aren't fucking terrorists uh are getting targeted by by pegasus i mean it's just yeah it's this really wild thing, like and and it, like I said, it's a completely legal company. It's completely legit. Um, it isn't like some shoddy, shadowy criminal organization that you have to like go in the dark web to contact. Um, basically, they can use it and it's it's just a, it's one of those like kind of really uh, distressing things about the modern world because like I mean, think about how much we do on our phones. you know, it's not that hard to get into it. It's just really not that hard. So yeah, I hope everyone checks it out.
4: Yeah, go get that wherever you get your your podcast. Um, how did you guys first discover this as a thing that was happening?
3: So we we've been working with a uh, organization called the Committee to Protect Journalists. Uh, you know, our our chairman at, at my studio is on the board of the Committee to Protect Journalists. It's like something that's very important to him. And originally we were going to do this I, this this kind of show that really just did profile journalists who are under attack. In some way, shape, or form, um, you know, like just you know, in different parts of the world. And as we were as we were working on it, we kind of really focused on this on this Pegasus story because we see it as, you know, as governments are becoming savvier, and you can't just like these days, like it's really hard to just like imprison a journalist. You know what I mean? There's just too much like public outcry, and yeah, you know, like you don't want to do that. You know what I mean? So, but the best way you can do is kind of. And essentially, like, just know what they're doing, know what they're up to, like, ruin their reputations or, yeah. um, you know, gaslight them, make them go like a little crazy, you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of the new frontier is, uh, of repression, you know, and it's not just journalists. I mean, it's like I said, any activist or, you know, union leader, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. if you're in any way, like a public figure or in any way challenging the status quo, like, you really got to educate yourself on how you use your electronic devices and how you protect yourself. And, you know, uh, it, it just really is kind of the, the new frontier for any sort of um, nefarious activity. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a thing.
4: Yeah, you know, at least in other places, I still feel hope that the people on the ground getting information about what the, the, the people in charge are doing will actually cause some kind of civil unrest. I'm past the point that meaningful civil unrest can happen here in America in a way that, like, something profound can happen. Um, I mean, just look at George Floyd, for instance, right? Like, that was meaningful. That was real. People were legitimately moved by that, right? Then what? It just gets co-opted by the money power Uh, You know, a couple of couple of people get some nice jobs out of it and we move on with our lives. Nothing is meaningfully changed um, from that uh, uprising happening here in America. It's like it's it's hard. Like, I don't even know what people would have to take away. Football, possibly. I I could see that causing a major uprising. But like, what would be the thing? Because you know, the, the lack of faith in, eh, damn near, any and all institution is, is so palpable in the sense that what what are we going to say about our nasty, horrible government that people aren't going to just shrug their shoulders like, that. Eh. But in other yeah. places, man, like people legitimately don't know what's going on. And people are way more radical about their lives and their conditions than we are here in America. And so this is super important work, man.
3: Yeah. You know, and, and like, you know, you, you talk about, we, we talk about this all the time, that if you want any meaningful change, I mean, then the George Floyd is a good example of it. Like you, you ultimately fundamentally have to like challenge capital and like the balance of power between labor and capital and all that stuff. Look at the tools that capital has at their disposal. It's crazy, man. <laughs> Like, it's crazy. You know, I was. I like was. They, watching... they know about the activist meeting before they even fucking happens. You know what I mean, I, like,
4: bro. I was watching, dog. I was watching an interview. I forgot who Cornell West was talking to, and it was smack dab in the middle of the George Floyd stuff. And obviously, Cornell West shares most, if not all, of our politics. Right? Like, yeah. we are in line with brother Cornell West. That's that's one hundred percent. Um, and he was like, look, man, like I'm heartened by seeing these people on the streets, but it's like, it's hard for me to believe that any meaningful change is going to come of this. And he said, but you know, who's going to benefit that black bourgeoisie. Oh, they're going to get some great jobs out of this one. Oh, he was, and he was so on point, bro. He was like, the only people that are going to benefit are people who are adjacent to the money power where they could be like, look at what we did. When we got this black woman, XYZ, um, CFO, blah, 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 and, you know, George Floyd made us do it, you know, um, meanwhile, the people on the ground's lives are not impacted by those kinds of decisions at all, and again, the people who are most proximate to that money and that power are black people who are already doing well for themselves, Okay, the people in position to get these George Floyd givebacks are people who are already doing well. It's not struggling single mothers um, who are getting the benefits of whatever George Floyd's, you know, horrible um, incident, the murder of George Floyd, whatever good that may have come from it. They're not proximate enough to the people that can make it right, that they will receive any of that. Right.
3: Yeah. No, I just sent you a. Great, like what you're talking about. Like I just sent you a great link. Like one of the you know the the things that we've gotten out of the, the latest kind of radical <laughs> is like land, like indigenous land acknowledgement from Raytheon.
4: <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my Lord have mercy. At Raytheon, Indigenous Inclusion is about knowing you belong at fucking Raytheon all right yeah that's all you need to know all right before we get out of here man give us some highlights from from park city bro sunday man,
3: it's fucking fun dude it is fucking fun we got to go next year was you should not miss it. yeah let's shit. look
4: into it absolutely yeah for
3: sure uh, it is it is fucking fun i mean it is like it's kind of the official start of the hollywood year if that makes sense It's it gets okay. always in january um gotcha. everyone's feeling good everyone's feeling excited you know, it really is a, you know, it's a, it, nominally, it's a festival about celebrating independent film and trying to find new talent. And like, it, there's yeah. a million stories of people who came out of Sundance. And of course. and then like Brian Coogler and Chloe Zhao. or whatever. Like, They we all love. Yeah, they all came out of Sundance. And there's this like excitement in the air because, again, it's the beginning of the year. Everyone's got fresh budgets. Like they still haven't gotten their ass kicked uh, for the whole, you know, like just in, in terms of like bad news and all that stuff. Um, And then it's in Park City, which is fucking beautiful. Um, And then there's just like a ton of fun parties. Like everyone in the industry is there. It's like, it's so small that you're just like milling around with, uh, you know, very powerful executives but then also like celebrities like i don't know like bella thorne was like standing next to me love that um i bumped into james gandolfini's son i was like oh hey sorry wow. um you know like,
4: licorice pizza not, not licorice pizza what am i saying no nah, um the, uh, the deuce
3: yeah the deuce, the deuce. and and, and the, the something of newark the many saints of newark many saints of newark
4: uh, uh, licorice pizza is uh what's his name philip seymour hoffman's kid philip seymour hoffman's yeah. kid
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, man. Uh, Jonathan Major, I saw, I saw running around, uh, you know, he had, a, he had a film there called, uh, uh magazine dreams about a, uh, he plays a, a, a bodybuilder. Um, and, uh, Oh, that's why no, he's been man. so,
4: so diesel. And so lately. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, yeah. Got you, got you.
3: yeah. Yeah. And then he's also in the new creed where he also had to get, so I think nice. he just like double booked his like, yeah, yeah he was know. like,
4: yeah, let's just knock him out back to back. We good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, saw some good movies man I saw this Mexican one that fucking blew me away. It was called uh, Heroic. It's a guy I'd never heard of and I work in this fucking industry and um, mm. he he did a movie about that's basically like a Mexican full metal jacket about you know wow. uh, the, a new cadet um, a group of new cadets who joined the Mexican military and then basically like have to deal with like these psychotic uh, officers who are just fucking you know trying to break them and, and, gotcha. and private know. pile. <laughs> um, Private pile, uh, you know, the Joker, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, man, uh highly recommended if anyone can, can go out to Sundance. I mean, I've been twice, both times I've had a fucking blast. Um and yeah, I mean, next year we gotta go. We gotta do the official woke bros all Sundance. Right, yeah. we're, we're uh, doing it
4: next year, we're putting it on the calendar. Uh, we're going to do Sundance in January of next year. Lock that in. So that's our show for today, folks. Make sure you become a Patreon, patreon.com backslash count the dings. That's a cup of Starbucks per month to support the amazing content that we're doing. Shouts to John Gervais on the ones and twos, keeping the trains running on
1: time. We will see you guys next week. Peace.